You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez, and it's not Tony Sincata, but I did tell you I'd have one of my best friends forever. We got Mikey Florio in the building. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good, man. I don't know if I could fill Tony's shoes, but I'm going to try my best. That's all right. That's <laughs> all right. We're going to be focused on the NFL, looking ahead to week 15 of the NFL, and more importantly, the DFS season. Tony, can you be- – uh, not Tony. Look at this. <laughs> it's just It's like routine. I'm saying the San Diego Chargers over here. Mikey, uh, can you believe we're in week 15 already? We were just saying how fast it goes. No, not at all. It feels like just a couple weeks ago we were preparing for the start of our drafts. Yeah. Like We've been talking about this since like May, June for football, and it's just absolutely flown by. Yeah, absolutely true. But listen, there are still some opportunities to win a little bit of cash, and we are going to break it down. Also, I got to tell you guys, we talked about our quarterbacks for Week 15 a little bit already earlier this week on the Tuesday episode. I remember Tony was saying that Big Ben Roethlisberger was definitely the play. He liked them going up against the New England Patriots with all of these weapons back. Big Ben also coming off a 500-yard outing multiple touchdowns in, I think, four or five games in a row. That was the quarterback that uh, Tony thought was the obvious option, especially with some of the other high-priced guys playing on, you know, Monday night or Sunday night or even now Saturday night with Rivers, so... The Saturday is another wrinkle, but I have to say I'm completely on board with Tony Sincata. I have Ben Roethlisberger in my lineup. I think he is a great play because not only does we've already seen, like you said, all the multiple weeks, multiple passing touchdowns and the 500 yards last week mm-hmm. in what I think is going to be a shootout. He's at home also. And Absolutely. plus, he's a salary saver compared to some of the higher up guys like a Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson. So good way to save some money and still get a lot of production out of the quarterback position. Yeah, he absolutely is. I'm going to tell you two other reasons I like Big Ben at the quarterback position this week. One is that, you know, we've had Juju in and out. We've had Martavis Bryant in and out. He may have his full complement of weapons in this game against the New England Patriots. So I like that. And I got to tell you the other thing. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell continues to do it, right? But... He'll have games now with like 60 yards rushing, but eight catches for 70 yards on in the passing game, and that all goes to Big Ben as well. So I think all of those reasons mean that Big Ben definitely is a solid quarterback. And guys, you also are voting with Big Ben Roethlisberger. Remember, Tony is not here with us now, but he is here in spirit, and he still always has the polls at the Tony Sincata, at Spittin' Speeds, at Michael F. Flory. What does the F stand for? Football? Fantasy? If you want it to be fantasy or football, yeah, but it's actually my middle name, which is Frank. Which is Frank. Wow. One of your best friends forever (laughs) even gets to share names. Does that mean Frank's middle name is Mike or Greg? It should be, but no, sadly not. You guys need to bring that up. All right, we are off and running here on Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com. It's Dane Martinez and Mike Florio in the building today. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to Week 15. We're going to break down the running back position, then the wideouts, then the tight ends. We're going to get you set to win a little bit of catch in Week 15. If you got a secret Santa going on, you know, your colleague's going to get a higher price gift if you listen to us. Come on right back. 
friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. We're trying to stay alive here and get a little bit of extra cash for the holiday season. It is lineup lock live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got Dane Martinez and Mikey Florio is in for Tony Sincata. Mike, we're still going to follow Tony's polls here, okay? And you can follow them along as well at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds, at Michael F. for Frank Florio. Let's uh, dive into this first poll about the running backs here, Mike. Um, at the higher level, okay, if you have a little bit more expensive taste, we got Le'Veon Bell at 9,300, Alvin Kamara at 8,600, Todd Gurley at 8,300, and Mark Ingram at 8,200. Mike, let's start off with this. You notice how there's not one but two Saints in this poll. I remember about three weeks ago, there was a point in time where these two guys, I call them so fresh and so clean, were RBs three and four in PPR settings. They're going up against the Jets. They, I think, are 16-point favorites. Does that, you know, the game script, I expect the Saints to be up. Does that maybe mean more Ingram than Kamara? Or is it like, you know, Kamara's the one who's going to get them these scores and get them this big lead? Which Saints back do you like better? I like Alvin Kamara better, but not by much. I have them both inside of my top like six at the position because Alvin Kamara, I agree with what you said. Like Early on in the game, he is going to be the guy right. putting them up. They're going to throw the ball to him plenty. We know that. He was on pace. I know he only played a couple of snaps last week. Right. He was going to have a monster. He still got mon- like five points in PPR format. He was going to absolutely have yes, a monstrous game. Uh, Ingram, on the other hand, yeah, he might be the grinded out guy, but the one thing the Jets are good at on defense is they're good at stopping the run, especially up the middle. So yeah, if Muhammad Wilkerson wants to try. If so, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't be surprised if because of that they tried to get a little bit more creative, even if they went up of like a couple of touchdowns and just kept throwing it to the outside, mm. maybe a pitch or a pass to Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara is going to get his. It was just a couple weeks ago. He had 11 touches and turned it into 188 yards and two touchdowns. So this guy doesn't need to touch the ball 20 times to be efficient. But the, the, since the Jets are the one that, that really is where their defense is strongest is right. against the run, I, I would fade Mark Ingram, I think, in a DFS contest. Okay, well, it looks like the people are doing the same thing, Mike, because Mark Ingram is bringing up the rear in this poll. Only 13% of the people are riding with Mark Ingram at 8200 Remember, these prices are on DraftKings. 28% of the people are going with Alvin Kamara, but he does not lead the poll either. The person who does is Le'Veon Bell at 9300 This is going to be a very interesting game against the New England Patriots. A lot of people believe this will will, in fact, decide home field in the AFC. The Patriots' defense at the beginning of the season was, you know, literally last in the league. They have since improved a little bit. They got Stephon Gilmore back. But I still expect this one to be a high-scoring game. Do you as well? Do you think Lev Bell is worth the money? I think I would try and save some salary here because New England, for what it's worth, 
over the past month has allowed the 24th most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Okay. And let's not forget the fact that Le'Veon Bell is amazing in the PPR. Sure. He does a ton of damage in the passing game. He's averaging less than four yards per carry. And I, I think he has a great chance of finding the end zone, but... He really would need to do all of it in the passing game, I think, because I don't think we could expect the 120-plus rushing yards that we've come accustomed to in years past from him. So let me ask you this, because at the beginning of the show, one of the things you also said was that you were all over Big Ben as a quarterback this week. Traditionally here on Line Block Live and in DFS formats, you stack your quarterback with a wide receiver, right? So maybe we'll get into that. Maybe we'll talk A, B, or others later on. But if you're doing that, are you then hesitant to have so many shares of the Pittsburgh Steelers offense? Could that be a factor going against Lev Bell as well? Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's really possible for you to have too many Steelers. Big Ben, and, well not only that, but salary, looking at the salaries right. and everything, Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Lev Bell, that's going to cost you quite a pretty penny, so everywhere else is going to be weaker in your lineup. I think I'm definitely going to have Antonio Brown with Big Ben because just okay. the, the rapport yeah. these two have shown the last few weeks. I mean, they're on another planet it's been right absolutely now. Absolutely ridiculous. So yeah. that's the option for the Steelers that I would go with over Le'Veon Bell. Okay, um, if we wanted to drop down a little bit and maybe spend less money, you know, maybe because we want to try to fit all those Steelers in, so you got to save money other places. And we have yet another poll with some interesting options. I know you are very high on one of them, so let's get to those guys now. These are some of the lower tier running backs in terms of salary that we see here in week 15 in fantasy football DFS style. We got Kenyon Drake at 5,800. Samaj P. Ryan at 4,800. C.J. Anderson, who goes tonight against the Indianapolis Colts at 4,300. And then Alex Collins at 5,000. I know you have been very high on Kenyon Drake. I saw you at the holiday party <laughs> cheering for Kenyon Drake. And um, here's my question with that. Are you concerned at all? We heard Damian Williams return to practice. Part of the charm, part of the appeal of a guy like Drake is because it is very hard to find a true workhorse back at this point of the season that is at this kind of price. Does the news that Damian Williams returned to practice give you cause for pause? Maybe a very little bit. I think if you're looking at what Kenyon Drake has done these past couple of weeks, 23 carries for 120 yards, over 5 yards per carry, 25 for 114, 4.6 yards per carry. Plus, he's getting the job done in the passing game. I had concerns when uh, Williams went out. I didn't think Kenyon Drake would become a guy who could rush 20 to 25 right. times. That's what we've always heard about him, but... He's proved everyone wrong. He's running extremely efficient. I don't know how you could possibly want to take this guy off the field and go back to more of a 50-50 split like we saw before the Damian Williams injury. I think, if anything, Williams just comes in to give him a couple breathers here and there. I think Kenyon Drake, I love him this week in Buffalo. There's talks that the weather, there may be some more snow on the way. Mm. The weather might not be great there. And the Bills have just been getting torched by running backs all season over the past uh, four weeks, they've allowed the seventh most points, and that's not including the game a couple weeks before that where they allowed five rushing touchdowns to the Saints. All right, so Kenyon Drake, we like it here. Tony likes it. Florio likes it. Your boy Speeds likes it as well. I have Kenyon Drake in my lineup, and guess what? The people like him as well. Overwhelmingly in our poll, 68. Two-thirds of the people. So if you're at happy hour right now and you're batting around some low-priced running backs, two out of the three of you are going with Kenyon Drake this week against your Buffalo Bills up there in Buffalo. It sounds uh we might have some snow again up in Buffalo. That's, that's what I was hearing on uh, earlier this week, that there's a chance for some more snow there. Uh, obviously, as we get closer, you got to check out sure. the weather. Dan, there is another running back on this list that I have in my lineup as Ooh, well. Who's with, that? 
The second place getter, Alex Collins. Nice, the river dancer, huh? Yeah, I, I know Cleveland early on this year was real stout against the run, but they've kind of eased up on that in recent weeks. And you're talking about a guy in Alex Collins who's going to get a ton of volume. Danny Woodhead came back, didn't change anything. Okay, he's That's had, what I was going to ask. You don't think Danny Woodhead grows? You don't think Buck Allen eats away at some of this? I mean, it's, it, we haven't seen it so yeah. far. The last month, he's had at least 15 carries in every single game. Going back six weeks, as few as carries as 13, he's had 15 or more in every other game. And you look at the receptions in five of his last six, at least two catches. So he's also lately starting to get the goal line work, which makes me very happy. I, I think if you... If you're looking to use Alex Collins for a salary saver, yeah. him and Kenyon Drake allows you to get you know pay up elsewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. You could have some uh, you know fancy taste at your other positions if you ride out Kenya Drake and Alex Collins. Let me ask you though, Florio, are you are you down with shopping at the blue light special for both of these running backs, like going Drake and Alex Collins, even when we have guys like Kamara, like Bell, like Gurley, and others that are definitely going to cost you more? You really think these two can reasonably approximate the same production? In my FanDuel lineup, they're a little bit more money on FanDuel, but right. I do have both of them in as my two RBs. All right, so let's see what that means. You could do a wide receiver. We'll definitely be checking that out a little bit later on in the show. But, Mike, one of the things I mentioned with, with Drake is this idea that, like, you don't get a bell cow running back this late in the season out of nowhere. And to be quite honest, that's what I expect Samaj P. Ryan to be as well. You know, Thompson is already gone. Fat Rob Kelly like, whoa, already gone. They now even had Marshall sent to IR. There is literally no one left standing for the Washington football team aside from Samaj P. Ryan. I think he could get 25 touches <laughs> as well this week against I do believe an Arizona team that doesn't really scare me defensively, and they are at home as well. What about Sam Pirine, even cheaper than Drake and Collins, who you mentioned? I'm not. I'd rather use the other two guys okay. because you look at it. Pirine, you're not wrong. He's been getting the work, and it's yeah. only going to continue to increase. He's even gotten some in the passing game. Yeah, he had four catches last week, three in the two games before that. So you love to see that. However... Their offensive line is so banged up. That's true. And it's just dragging the whole offense with them. Kirk Cousins hasn't been able to perform despite really good matchups the last couple of weeks. And Pirine, 3.2 yards two weeks ago, 2.6 last week. The efficiency just isn't there. So the volume, if that low efficiency is there, he's not. it, it really puts a, a cap on his upside. All right, one more guy that it's in my lineup that's not in the polls. I want to bounce off you real quick, Florida, before we go to break. Another running back I have is Minnesota Vikings' Latavius Murray. Here's my thought on this. I've been saying on my show Fantasy Freestyle 7, 8 p.m. Eastern Time here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network that the Vikings, it's it's very game script dependent. When they're in competitive games, then Jarek McKinnon is a viable option out of the pass game. When the Vikings are up big, they park the bus and turn and give it to Latavius Murray. They are 10.5 point favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think we're going to see a lot of Latavius Murray in the second half, and I think he's going to get in the end zone. I want to hear what you think about that. Right when we come back from break, we'll also dive into the wide receivers and the tight ends for Week 15 as well. It's Dane Martinez and Mike Florio right here on Lineup Lock Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
This is Greg Sussman, your fantasy football BFF, and I'm here to tell you all about the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS. All you have to do is answer four questions in a row, right? And you win two tickets to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. Make sure you're locked and loaded in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network so you always know when we're playing. The game only happens once a day, and the show changes. So make sure you listen and watch and play the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and I got one of my BFFs, Mikey Florio, in for Tony Sincata. We were just going over some of the running backs for Week 15. I threw out Latavius Murray. I think he's game script dependent, but I think the Minnesota Vikings, after three straight road games, return home as conquering heroes with everything in front of them, to be quite honest. As a two-seed, I believe, in the NFC, the one-seed having just have their MVP quarterback go down, there is a path where the Vikings are at home all the way through February. I think they take advantage and I think it means a lot of touches for Latavius Murray. What do you think? Am I crazy? I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn that mic on. There it is. I don't think you're crazy at all, Dan. You know why? Why? So the Vikings lost this week to the Panthers. Right. Latavius Murray had nine carries. You know their last loss was against the Lions? That was the last game of Latavius Murray did not right. have double digits. In those carries. big win streaks, right? When they're winning, when they were up big, when they were up big against Cleveland in London, when they were up big against Washington, when they were up big against Detroit on Thanksgiving Day, that's what they do. He is their guy that grinds it out, time of possession, runs the clock out. And in all those games, the first game of, of that long win streak, the first one against the Bears, he had 12 carries. Mm-hmm. After that, 15 or more in every mm-hmm. game up until last week and where they lost. And touchdowns in most of them yeah. as well. He's unquestionably the Reds own back for this team and he I know is near the league lead and carries inside the 10 yard line and remember he was not getting those early in the year when Dalvin Cook was healthy, so right. it just shows you how many carries near the goal line he gets every single week. Absolutely, and over on FanDuel, you can get Lat Murray for 6200 which is actually cheaper than your boy Kenyon Drake. Let's keep it moving here and look at the wide receiver position. And some of these high-priced wide receivers, we already talked a little bit about A.B., and he is at 9100 on DraftKings, Julio Jones at 8500 Michael Thomas at 7400 and Devontae Adams at 68 800. We talked about A.B. a little bit already. I want to ask you about Mike Thomas. We were talking about the Saints running backs before. It sounds like we both believe that the Saints are going to be able to handle the Jets in the Dome on Sunday as their fans stand up and get crunk. So I ask you the same thing. Could the game flow get away from Mike Thomas? On my show, I've been talking about how Breeze and the Saints have evolved into this running game with a decent defense. They want their running game to sustain drives so their defense doesn't have to stay on the field. Um, and, it, you know, Michael Thomas has, I think, only had 100-yard game this season. Two. Two? Last week okay. was the second time. Fair enough. So do you think he gets, starts a streak of them against the Jets, or are you looking elsewhere in this poll, Mike? I think it's possible because even, remember, when they routed the Bills, they were running all over them. That yeah. was his other 100-yard game. Oh, okay. And he had a, he, that game he had 117 yards. Last week, another game with 117. That was his only game, though, last week where he had 117 and a TD. So, Michael Thomas, I love him because of the matchup. I think he is super safe. He has one game all year with less than five receptions. However, 
I don't think the ceiling can even come close to an Antonio Brown. Right. So if I'm paying up for wide receiver, I'm going all the way with the guy who has the ability to just throw my whole team on his back. And I'm guessing that is A.B. and business is booming for yeah. your lineup. How can you not use A.B. this week? No, I, I, he's my stack with Big Ben as well. I'm very excited about it. I mean, Antonio Brown has worked his way into the MVP conversation, and I don't think it's a crazy idea. I was saying the other day, I think if... Russell Wilson wasn't having this like historic right. season where he's responsible for like 80% of their yards right. and like, over 90% of their points. I think that Antonio Brown would be the MVP this year. Interesting. All right. You mentioned the idea of the safe floor. You know who crazy enough has not been safe this year? It's Julio Jones at 8,500. Listen, you mentioned the potential to pop, and we saw that. Julio Jones a couple of weeks ago, over 250 yards in the passing game. You know, and that could happen, especially on Monday night. These Falcons have a plus matchup against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who, in my opinion, have, you know, waved the white flag on the season. So maybe this is one of those games where Matt Ryan coming off the mini buy. Matt Ryan also coming off a three interception performance. I called him Matty Thrice after that. But like, do you think he can bounce back against Tampa Bay, or is he too inconsistent for you to invest eighty five hundred on? I am not investing eighty five hundred on Julio Jones. I know the matchup is great. The Bucks have just been getting torched all year in the passing game. But Julio Jones, according to Fantasy Pros and PPR leagues has two finishes as a top five wide receiver this year, two in the top ten. No other times besides those two times. Hmm. That's the same number of times he's finished outside the top 60. And this is a trend that dates back to last year. It's not just a new offensive coordinator. You look at last year, I traced every one of his finishes where he finished at the position last year, and it was like a roller coaster really? ride, up and down, up and down. We know the potential this guy has, but for some reason, there's just some weeks where he gets lost in the mix. And realistically, more often than not, he's been finishing as a wide receiver two or three this season. I can invest and hope that this is the week. Maybe if you want to go contrarian, if you don't want to use Antonio Brown and you you're hoping right. that someone else pops. And uh, Julio Jones is always a great candidate for that because of how talented he is and how explosive. Plus, it's a good matchup it is this a good week. Matchup. But, I mean, if you want to play it safe and get the, the guaranteed points, I, I don't see how you can use him over Antonio Brown. All right, fair enough. And the people here on the poll agree with you, Mikey. We got 59% of the people going with Antonio Brown, spending the extra cash in order to do so. Only 18% on Julio, 11% on Michael Thomas. And then I want to ask you about Devontae Adams. At only 6,800, it's not bad. He is the clear favorite target of Hunley but as you know we have Aaron Rodgers coming back so does he relax a little bit and start going to Jordy Nelson or do you still think that Devontae Adams could be this red zone target for the Green Bay Packers even with 12 under center I'm a little bit torn on this because uh-huh. I think Devontae Adams is going to lead this team in targets. I think he's going to lead them in receiving yards. But you think Nelson gets in the but end But Nelson zone. could be the one catching that touchdown. I right. wouldn't be surprised at all if Devontae Adams did have a touchdown. I have him ranked as a top 10 wide receiver this week. The matchup could not be any better. But the fact that Aaron Rodgers is back... You have to think when they get you already. Aaron Rodgers has already said there's some juice left in '87, right? And he wants to get it out of him or whatever right, right, that, right. that quote was. So I think well, it, they're friends, you know. Yeah, I think if they get near the end zone, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Jordy Nelson. If you remember early in the year, Jordy was the one racking up all the touchdowns, but the yardage wasn't there for him. So mm-hmm. I do think Adams is safe, but I don't. I wouldn't feel confident with him as my top 
wide receiver in DFS. And season long, it's a different story. All right, fair enough. And, Mike, you mentioned that the matchup could not be better. I beg to differ, and let's look at our low-priced wide receivers. One of the ones out there in this poll, remember, you can follow along with the show at the Tony Sincata, at Spittin' Speeds, at Michael F. Florio as well. 24% of the people are paying for Demarius Thomas at 5600 Talk about a good matchup. These Indianapolis Colts have been giving it up against the pass earlier in the season. We even thought about Tony and I starting Tom Savage the week that Deshaun Watson was out. We had some lineups where Tom Savage was the quarterback because we were attacking these Indianapolis Colts. I understand that Demarius Thomas has not really been doing it. I understand that, you know, Simeon hasn't really produced under center for the Denver Broncos, but at only 5,600, it is rare that you get a wide receiver who at the beginning of the season might have been a third-round pick in season-long leagues, getting him at the bargain basement price of 5,600. We've seen some weeks where T.Y. Hilton has been that low and others, but this is a pretty low price for someone who we know and trust the skill of. Yeah, and while the production hadn't been there the two weeks prior to last, the targets were. He consistently sees around 9, 10 targets a game. Him and Trevor Simeon finally looked on the same page this week. He caught his first touchdown from Simeon of the season. The Colts, so I always look at, like, in the last few games, the Colts, so against wide receivers, is one of those that are deceiving. Mm. Last week, they had Buffalo in the snow. That, with, you throw that one out. No tie rod. You throw that away. Then they had Jacksonville, where they gave up a ton of points. The week before that, they had Tennessee. And Tennessee's passing game is non-existent this year. Like, right. it's nothing to fear. So, I agree. This Colts secondary, extremely banged up. Going to be heavy volume for Demarius Thomas. I'm in. Okay, so we like Demarius Thomas at 5,600. Remember, tomorrow here on Lineup Lock Live, what we're going to do is we're going to build the people's lineup. So my man, the Tony Sincata, if you're out there, we love Antonio Brown, but we want to get Demarius Thomas in as an option for the people's lineup as well. Mikey, let me ask you this. Robbie Anderson is in this poll. He's only getting 9% of the vote. I got to tell you the truth. I'm off Robbie Anderson. The reason why, it's very simple. Two words, Bryce Petty. Yeah, I. it's easy to obviously want to fade him because the Jets with Bryce Petty, who knows how the offense is going to run. I know. It's not going to be pretty. Although I will say this. Marshawn Lattimore is going to be covering this man. Yeah, that is the <laughs> scarier part than Bryce Petty, I think. Marshawn Lattimore is a shutdown wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, shutdown cornerback. Shuts down the wide receivers but, for show. Sure. But remember, Robbie Anderson started to blossom towards the end of last season when Bryce Petty took over for the Jets. So I don't – like for me, he's inside my top 36. I wouldn't want to use him in DFS as anything more than just a contrarian. He's going to be low ownership. Let's hope that he could still hit. The matchup is extremely tough, but the Jets are likely going to be playing from behind. That's true, a little garbage action. Could lead to some shots. So to me – He's that I think he's what I said a, a good contrarian play in a, in a GPP. All right, fair enough. And another person who is in fact leading this poll at forty eight percent right now is Juju Smith Schuster. I've already heard you are all in on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You want Ben? You want Bell? You want Brown? Do you want to get a little good Juju on your lineup as well? No. Yeah, that's it, where it, that's where the line stops. Juju is extremely talented, but so is Martavis Bryant. Right. And we know Vance McDonald coming back yeah, also. Le'Veon Bell as well. We in know the, passing game. the top two targets are going to be Brown and Bell. Yeah. We, we know that. Absolutely. It's every single week. Vance McDonald's back in the mix now. Like you said, there's Juju, there's Martavius. Last week against uh, Cincinnati, he had uh, his last game five targets, four catches, 17 yards. Like, that's not the production that you hope to get out of. Uh, a Juju Smith-Schuster, or we know the talent is there, but there's just so many mouths to Absolutely. feed that I think that it's better to fade him in the similar price range. I'd rather go uh, 
with Demarius GT. Thomas. Yeah, I agree. I would rather go with Demarius Thomas, and that's what we're telling you guys out there on Lineup Lock Live. DT plays in about two hours, and we like him. Get him in your lineups. When we come back, Mike, we're going to go on over to the tight ends. I will say this, though. I have another wide receiver that is in my lineup. I want to bounce it off you and see if I need to tinker or not. It's in a game with a great matchup and in a game where I think he's building chemistry with his new quarterback in journalism. We call that a tease. We are coming right back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is Lineup Lock Live. We are presented by DailyRoto.com, Dane Martinez, and Mike Florio, helping you and your secret Santa get a little bit more cash for the holiday season. Come on right back. Hello, friends. If you want to win at fantasy sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at fantasy sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the fantasy draft sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tom Greg Sussman say you. Welcome back to Line of Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Mike Florio in the building here on a Thursday, getting you ready for week 15 of the NFL and, of course, the DFS season. Mike, I was teasing a wide receiver that I like that is in my lineups that is not on the poll. I got to tell you right now, it is Marquise Goodwin. I like Marquise Goodwin going up against the Tennessee Titans, the Titans who are fifth in the NFL against the run, but bottom 10 against the pass. And let me tell you something. I used to think that Marquise Goodwin was nothing but a deep threat. You know, I thought he was nothing but a stretch the field kind of nine route kind of guy. But in the two starts with Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback, Two weeks ago, he caught eight of eight targets for 99 yards. Last week, six for 106. And he's doing work without even getting into the end zone. And he's catching intermediate routes, short routes as well. Now you add that he's got a decent matchup, in my opinion, against the Tennessee Titans. I like him on FanDuel at 6,600. What do you think? I'm completely on board with you, Dane. And not only everything you just said, but more. But more. Do you know this year, inside the 10-yard line, he has eight targets. It's the same number oh, wow. as guys like A.J. Green, Chris Hogan, Jordy Nelson. He's near the uh, the top of the list. So that, I mean, if you're going to, I know he only has one touchdown, but if you're going to get probably around 10 targets, give or take, and you're going to be targeted near the goal line, how can you not like this guy? Yeah, and he is, remember, the last man standing, Pierre Garçon, gone. At times, we talked about George Kittle and other tight ends that are out there. Carlos Hyde is doing work in the receiving game as well for but San his Francisco. his targets have dipped they with have. Jimmy G. and It's been all going to Marquise yeah, Goodwin. Yeah, so I think Marquise Goodwin is going to be continue to be the apple of Jimmy G's eye. <laughs> so I like him this week in my DFS lineup. We got to stop now, though, Mike. You know what time it is? I think so. Yeah, it's time to light the menorah here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Very nice, very nice, very nice. That's Chris Pavone in there giving us appropriate music as we officially make it. Are you ready? Are you ready? It is officially now the 
boom, the third night of Hanukkah, third crazy night. I almost got jealous, you know, because I'm 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 Jew. Ish. Okay, so I didn't get presents all the time, these eight nights of presents, you know, and I, I thought that's pretty cool. You stretch it out a little bit. Huh? I've, I've never got eight nights of presents. That's what I'm saying. So. That's what I'm saying. So, But the present we're about to give you is this lineup that is going to cash here in week 15 of the NFL season. All right, so let's move over to the tight end position, okay? Some of Tony's options that he wanted to put up. Jimmy Graham at 4,900. Vernon Davis at 39. The Rastafari. King Halisa Lassiai. Austin Safari and Jenkins at 2,900, and then Charles Clay at 3,000. Mike, I'm happy that we have a resident Bills fan here. I want to ask you about Charles Clay at 3,000. You know, at the beginning of the season, I thought he was, in essence, the leading target getter, the leading receiver for this team. That is, I don't know that that's the case. Kelvin Benjamin, limited practice. Matthews having surgery. You know McCoy is a, a weapon out of there. My first question for you is, for Charles Clay, does it matter? who's playing quarterback for the Buffalo Bills between Peterman and Tyrod. Yeah, I certainly think it does right. because it might not even be Peterman. If it's not Tyrod, it may be Joe Webb. Peterman is still in the concussion protocol. Oh, wow. And we saw last week, I know it's snowy conditions, five targets, two catches, 11 yards. And you're not wrong, Dan. I mean, that's something you don't want in your lineup at all. Early on in the season, though, he really, it was him and McCoy, 1A and 1B in the mm-hmm. passing game. He got hurt, and since he's come back, he's never really been the same. No catches, no games with more than four catches, and his high yardage since coming back is 60, and he does not have a touchdown. So you're looking at a guy who has a low floor and a low ceiling. Yeah. I am off of Charles Clay And you this said week. there might be weather concerns this week yeah. again in Buffalo. Yet another reason, if there's anything stunting the already stunted passing attack of the Buffalo Bills, I would go elsewhere as well. So are the people. Let me ask you this, Mike. 19% of the poll is going with Charles Clay. 19% of the poll is also going with Vernon Davis at 3,900. Now, Jordan Reed has been long gone. He's like a ghost in the NFL. Um, would you be okay catching a little case of VD this week? <laughs> no, I I don't know if I've ever been okay with that. But no. You're all Vernon Davis? It's, it's the same thing I said about the other Washington football players. They're getting dragged down by this offensive line. And Vernon Davis was hitting week after week after week. Sure and I had was. him constantly in the top 10 of my rankings. I, I was okay using him in DFS. I really liked him. But then you look at the last three weeks. He had the game against the Giants. The New York Giants, who can't stop tight ends to save their life, he didn't even have a target. Yeah. The next week against the Cowboys, another team who struggles against tight ends. Two catches, 15 yards. And then last week, the Chargers, I know he caught a touchdown, but besides that 23-yard touchdown, he had one catch with three yards. So you're really just hoping he finds the end zone because with the offensive line rolls, he has to block more, and it's just really not – it's doing nothing good for anyone on that football team. Absolutely. At tight end, you know who was one of my fugazis last week was the Reverend, the superstar, Jimmy Graham at 4,900. He had squad douche for some people in their fantasy playoffs. Well, you are among them apparently. I, I was somehow able to win. But I got a zero out of my start tight end. That doesn't help you in your season-long fantasy playoffs. That doesn't help you in DFS lineups either. So I got to ask you this. Does that mean you expect a bounce back? Do you expect more as the Seahawks host the Los Angeles Rams in a battle for NFC West supremacy? Because here's my thing. 
you know, some of those diva wide receivers, you got to feed them early to keep them involved in the game. Could that be what we see with Jimmy Graham as well this week after getting no catches last week? You want to kind of grease, you know, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So I actually think that Russell Wilson prioritizes feeding Jimmy Graham early and often in this game. What do you think? Yeah, and mainly inside the, the red zone because if you look at it, Jimmy Graham has two games all year with more than 60 yards. Just twice. But before last week, he scored a touchdown, and I believe it was seven of his last eight games or eight of his last nine. So he's obviously finding the end zone at a rapid pace. I, I watched a lot of that, that Jaguars-Seahawks game, mm-hmm. and they were double-teaming Jimmy Graham, all, especially inside the red zone. So part of me, I'll ask you this. Why wouldn't the Rams do the same thing? Why See, wouldn't Wade Phillips do the same thing? I, I agree, and part of me worries that he has been exposed, and I want your opinion on this, but... My counterpoint to that is not every team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fair enough, the cat scratch fever. Not every team has right there on so much depth at defense where they can double team the tight end and still not have Be to worry about up. Doug Baldwin right. and, and those guys and still get pressure on Russell Wilson without throwing extra men going after him. I mean, Jacksonville's defense is the best in football. Right. So, so do you no, think Graham- I don't think the Rams have the same assets to be able to do the same thing. I do think they could put extra attention on him, but it may not, you know, it may not work out for the Rams. But unfortunately, yeah, let's say they do have extra attention on him. Then I'm looking at Doug Baldwin. Then I'm looking at Paul Richardson. Then I'm looking at Lockett as well because I don't think, as you mentioned, that the Rams are as deep personnel-wise, to be able to just be singled up on the outside. The Jimmy Graham of old is gone. I mean, he's now a guy who inside, you know, near the end zone, Mm -hmm. he'll box you out, he'll jump high, he'll grab that jump ball, but he's not this explosive guy who's going to break one and take it to the house at all. So, while I do worry that maybe there was a recipe that was figured out last week to stop him, I don't think teams have... The, the depth to get that recipe, so I'm fine firing up Jimmy Graham this Okay, week. but fair enough, but you've said you're not on Charles Clay, you're not on Vernon Davis, you're not on Jimmy Graham, the fourth guy no, no, in this I, poll. I, I would use it, Jimmy Graham. Oh, Sorry, is he yeah, in your lineup? Yeah, out of these four guys, he's the one I'd be fair using. Fair enough, but give me a tight end. Who is the tight end in your lineup? Because it doesn't sound like it's any of these guys. I gave you other receivers like Goodwin, I gave you Lat Murray, who was off the beaten path a little bit. Where are you going at tight end this week? I hope we don't have the same guy, because my guy, not in the poll either. I actually, I was trying to get a higher up guy, but I couldn't afford it, so I actually ended up using Jimmy Graham. Oh, okay, so you do have Jimmy Graham in your lineup. The fourth guy in Tony's poll, though, is Austin Safari and Jenkins. I revert back to my theory with Bryce Petty. You mentioned that at least Robbie Anderson kind of ascended last year with Bryce Petty as the quarterback. That's not the case for Austin Safari and Jenkins. I don't like him at all. The only way I would play him is if you re- literally could only fit the price of the 2900 Yeah, I mean, remember early on in the year when he had value, it was because right. the, he was heavily targeted and mm-hmm. he was catching touchdowns. He hasn't been heavily targeted really since, and he hasn't caught a touchdown since. Well, there so, you go. And now it's the switch to Bryce Petty against the Saints defense. I am... I'm not messing with that. All right, one other tight end. Like I said, I want to bounce one more guy off of you, Florio. And it is the returning Carolina Panthers tight end, Greg Olson. Greg Olson, first of all, they're facing the Green Bay Packers, who are 24th in the league against the pass, right? Here's the other thing. If you remember, when he came back, there was some talk about him on the AstroTurf being an issue, I think, in that game against the Jets at MetLife. Then they held him out the following week against the Saints. He came back at 
home against Minnesota last week, but still only one target. He also put up a bagel. Let me tell you something. I think the Panthers' season is on the line right here, and eventually Cam knows where his bread is buttered. He knows who his security blanket is. Bottom 10 defense. I think this could be the week. He's now, what, three weeks removed from the injury? I think this could be the week we see Greg Olson return a little bit more to form and get into the end zone. And at 5600 on FanDuel, there are plenty of people ahead of him. He's cheaper than Vernon Davis. He's cheaper than Evan Ingram. He's at the same price as Tyler Croft and Austin Safarian Jenkins. So I'm going to go Greg Olson. What do you think? I think it's a good call. I mean, obviously, you you've, know there's a little bit of risk there. We haven't sure. really seen much production out of him. But because of that and because what he did last week, his ownership is going to be real low. So if this is the week that he's back, it's going to really work out for you. Absolutely. So we're going to give you a lineup. We're going to give you Tony's lineup. But what you need to do is go on over to our sponsor's website, dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. Because you could put any of these lineups into a free roll. You only got two more chances, though. Because if you win that, you get to the finals in week 17. If you win that, you get tickets for two up to the big game in Minnesota. I hear Justin Timberlake is doing the halftime show in that game. But even if you lose at DFS, you are a winner at life because you, your bone marrow, the blood that you donate could help save a life. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network and DKMS helping to fight blood cancer. Come on right back for Tony's lineup. DFS lineup locks sponsored by DailyRoto.com. I have Ben Roethlisberger in my lineup. I think he is a great play because he's already seen, like you said, all the multiple weeks, multiple passing touchdowns. He's a salary saver compared to some of the higher up guys like a Tom Brady or Russell Wilson. He may have his full complement of weapons in this game against the New England Patriots. All of those reasons mean that Big Ben definitely is a solid quarterback. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Back on lineup lock live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and it sounds like my man Chris Bavona knows what he's doing tomorrow night. It sounds like a little bit of a the Jedi will be in full force for a lot of people. I heard our guy, the All In Kid, also very excited about the release of that. Are you uh are you gonna go out and see uh, the Star Wars movies? I don't know if I'll see it like on day one. No, Jake is out there right now, like midnight online, waiting for tickets. I'm pretty sure he is. Nando is actually seeing it right now. Really. That's why he left. He went to go see it. Advanced screening. All right. We're talking about our week 15 lineups. We're going to give you mine. We're going to give you Tony's. Florio's got one as well. But real quick on the defensive side, um, Florio, we both actually have the same defense, and it is those same New Orleans Saints. We're fading Bryce Petty, right? Yeah, I mean, Bryce Petty, who, would you be surprised if Lattimore or, or any of those no, guys can't no, call a cut, a pick six? I would actually not be surprised if Cameron Jordan gets some pressure on him and all of a sudden we may have to see a guy like Christian Hackenberg, oh, which would be even more reason to put up the New Orleans Saints defense. But as you know, we always have the Tony Sincata giving out his lineup, and here's who he is going with for week 15 of the NFL season. He is going with Big Ben Roethlisberger as his quarterback, and I gotta tell you something, Mike, he's trying to get as many Steelers in as possible. Got Le'Veon Bell, Kenyon Drake, who we talked about at running back, Antonio Brown, who he had. He's going Josh Dodson at wide receiver as well. He does not fear Patrick Peterson, apparently. And then another, he's stacking up those Steelers. He's got Big Ben stacked with Antonio Brown 
and Juju Smith-Schuster. He's going with the Rastafari, Austin Safarian Jenkins at tight end, getting a little bit of salary relief. He's flexing Samaj P. Ryan, and he goes right back to the well with the Steelers defense as well. My lineup's going to be a little bit different. I would not be on Josh Dotson. I'm afraid of Patrick Peterson. Agreed. And to be quite honest, I don't know that I would have A.B. and Juju Smith-Schuster. I like the Demarius Thomas call you were talking about a little bit more, but hey, Tony Sincata is a legend. You might as well listen to him. Speaking of uh, legends, the legend of Mike Florio, over on FanDuel, who do you have in your lineup? So I did a a Sunday-only one. I got Big Ben, Kenyon Drake, Alex Collins, Antonio Brown, Devin Funches, D.D. Westbrook for some salary saving, Jimmy Graham, Robbie Gould, Saints defense. All right. My lineup is very similar, Florio. I also have Big Ben Roethlisberger as my quarterback. I also have Kenyon Drake as a running back. I got Lat Murray as my other running back. I told you about this. I think the game script will be in his favor as the Vikings dominate the Cincinnati Bengals. My wide receivers, Antonio Brown, who you mentioned, Marquise Goodwin, who we talked about in a plus matchup. And I spent up, and I'm still, I don't care about the toe. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. I don't care who is under center. I don't care who the defense is. DeAndre Hopkins will get 17 targets, even if he catches half of them. I'm okay with that. I told you I'm going Greg Olson as my tight end and uh, Dawson at kicker. And then, as well, the New Orleans Saints uh, on defense. Hey, Mike, it was good uh, It was good having you here. It was good Thank having you, man. You it was here, fun. Uh, standing on in. Thank you. I, I hope I didn't uh, do too bad. And no, <laughs> I thought you did great. It was thank great. You, thank you. Know, you. It was a lot of fun. Probably because we agreed on a lot of it. You know, you know I, we have very similar lineups. I might even try to see if I could change D.D. Westbrook to Marquise Goodwin. I got to see the salary cap. Interesting, interesting. All right, we also got some news coming through. Um, what we're going to do up next here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, it is my show, Speed the Spitting Statistician, Fantasy Freestyle, so keep it locked with that. How can we see you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Mike? Every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time, Fantasy Football, Best Friends Forever with myself, Frank Stanfield, Greg Sussman, and NXT superstar Eric Young. Absolutely. You definitely got to keep it tuned in for that because here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, it is 24-7 and it is free to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Tony will be back tomorrow where we will build the people's lineup for week 15. Be sure to keep a lock on those polls and we're going to try and make sure that we get the people back in the black. They're struggling. They're in the hole, the people's lineup so far this season. But we're going to fix all of that in week 15. It is lineup lock live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports. Sports Radio Network. See y'all tomorrow.